This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 258. We are the Fight Disciples. This one is dedicated to the world of the UFC slash mixed martial arts. If you've only ever just come across us, you can get us on iTunes. Search Fight Disciples. You can get us on our website, fightdisciples.com, for all Android feeds. And we're at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On YouTube this week, there will be a lovely interview with the one and only poster boy, Jimmy Manoa, who heads to Toronto this weekend. We'll talk about that fight a little bit later on. However, we must look back at uh, a doubleheader at the weekend. We had a little bit of Adelaide. We had the tough final, and we had a snooze fest uh, on Friday night into Saturday morning. I was over in the States, obviously, consuming this, and I blagged a lot of people to come and uh, watch the Kamari Wozman rafael Dos Anjos fight. Yep. And I thought, come on, come with me. Let's go and watch some scraps. It'll get us in the mood nicely uh, for a little bit of boxing that we're going to the night after. Um, so I'm sat there, round the telly, gets the beers, watches the first round. Is this before or after you went to see the fucking LA Lakers it or whatever at, it was? It was at, actually at the Lakers because we had a TV in the box that Not I went bad. to. <laughs> Yes, for those that don't know, I was looked after whilst I was out there. I was at the Staples Centre watching LeBron do his thing. I love a bit of b-ball and I was like, bastard, mm. it's just getting worse. That's it, that's it. Uh, so whilst that was going on, I had the telly on in the box, in the private box that I was at. Uh, and I was watching a bit of this fight. I, I packed it in after two rounds. Yeah. I just thought, told you, this is fucking Kamaru Snoozman. He's who this is, mate. This is yep. absolutely boring. Can't yep. be bothered. Is that pretty much how you saw it? Yeah, pretty much. You know, unfortunately, I absolutely nailed this one. Uh, unlike the Australia card, I absolutely nailed this prediction last week when I said, Manny Wozman will just fucking... <laughs> I like the way that you just put that in as a caveat now, right? Because there's loads of people tweet me going, I thought you lads knew what you were doing. I've lost a shitload of money here. <laughs> Listen, can't get it right every single time. No, Normally, can't. Nick's picks are bang on. Yeah, the safe money would have been on Kamari Wozman, Ragdoll and uh, Rafael de Sanos everywhere. But, yeah. Uh, which is exactly what he did. But as you say, it was, uh, was hardly one to remember was it let's be honest with you it no. was just a, a single handed beat down and listen if you watched that and you didn't really enjoy it pff, believe me we didn't either <laughs> you, you ain't going to enjoy Ben Askren's run at welterweight either then because that's basically what Ben Askren does too so um, this seems to be kind of like the, chase, the changing face of UFC at the top <laughs> level a little bit you know but this is what happens when you cheer for Khabib ragdolling people around for, for five rounds then Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington and and soon, Ben Askren, these are the guys that are going to take over the sport. So, he's it had, wasn't for me. He's had one finish in eight fights, Danny Kamaru. Yeah. That should tell you everything that you need to know. Yeah. He's a beast. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, he's good at what he does. But, but what he's he not does attractive is, to watch. No, what he does, it doesn't turn me on. Doesn't turn me does on to MMA. Th- does it hell? Speaking about getting turned on, though. Oh, hey, oh. Antonina Shevchenko. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah. I bet, do you know something? But you, when you were... Ooh! I bet you when you were keeping an eye across my social media, because I know that you were social media stalking me over the, over the week, Absolutely. just to see what I was up to. And I know that the reason would have been, right, Friday night, I need to know if he's gone to Vegas. That's basically what it is, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. You were checking to see if I'd gone over there to go and hang out with uh, your girl. As soon as you checked in at the Staples Centre. You were happy like, as a pig and shit, weren't you? I was like, what the fuck is uh As long as he's not on a flight to Vegas, happy days. <laughs> happy days. But uh, I thought she was great, by the way. She yeah. looked awesome. She was good. She was awesome. Valentina in the corner. Very sexy. 
very sexy moments. Kim was quite attractive as well. Not to degrade women <laughs> fighting completely by yes, saying it's are. all about being attractive. Yes, but, you are. Um, that was a bit of a hot ticket, that fight. But mm. Kim missed weight by five, almost five pounds, four and a half pounds, five pounds. Yeah, she missed weight massively. Wow. So it was nice to see uh, Antonina give it a bit of a beat down for that reason. Rick Glenn missed weight as well and he lost. So quite unusual for UFC for people to miss weight and, and then go on and lose. Two people it happened to on this card. Um, Darren Stewart, we were getting excited about last week. He was on a real tear running into this fight. The dentist, of course, from the UK um, got found out a little bit for me. Well, it was a split decision, but you know, I, I'll be honest, I thought Darren needed a knockout in the set in the, in the third round, which he didn't quite get, but um, good laying and fight for him. Mm. Tough, It's a tough old business. And unfortunately, um, when you haven't got the grappling game down like Usman has, people like Usman are going to dominate the sport. So it is what it is. Wasn't that great? Let's rock straight into UFC Adelaide. Let's do that. Because again, very fortunate to be uh, in the company of people from BT Sport who had stuff like this on their uh, USB sticks. Yeah. So my uh, 10-hour flight back from the States was uh, was sorted. So that got plugged in. Um, and I skipped quite a lot of it. I went straight to the main, main deal. Yep. First fight that I watched was Mark Hunt. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is happening here? It was it was a weird it's just weird to watch, is mm-hmm. what it was. Um and obviously with your predictions uh last week, not getting yeah. off to the greatest of starts when I was watching this particular fight. Um watching Justin Willis get a decision win over Mark Hunt is probably um fifteen minutes that I'm never gonna get back, sadly. Yeah, I was uh... <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is going to be one for the Aussies. Get your money on the Aussies here. Get your money on the Aussies. And I think that main card was one to five. One Aussie won. And that was the fucking guy the making whole his card, debut they, that beat Paul Craig. I think the whole card, they were one for six. Well, what, uh, six losses, one win. One win. Like, Jimmy Crute was the only hell. one that won. He beat Paul Craig with that uh, Lake Camora. Yeah. Paul Craig got Paul Craig. Yeah, he did. After we seen him get beat up in London and then get a final second submission, um, he actually got beat up here, but then actually got submitted himself <laughs> at the end, which is worrying for me, though. That That's worrying for Paul Craig's yeah. long-term future because that's his thing. Submitting people is his thing. And if he's now being submitted after mm. getting beat up as well, that does not look good on the old resume, certainly in the UFC. My boy Jake Matthews, he got fucking choked out as well. Um as you say, Mark Hunt. You've had a stinker. I had a stinker. You've yeah, had an honestly. absolute stinker. I had absolute nightmare. Mark Hunt does. Am- Listen, bravo to the UFC. And I don't know whether this is because Dana was probably sitting by Lorenzo Fatita somewhere at the boxing in LA that he took his eye off UFC Adelaide for a second. But suddenly we got ring walks back. And I was like, fucking hell, proper ring walks. Mm. Mark Hunt obviously came out to the hacker, yeah. which was amazing. Uh, and then Tai Tuavisa came out to a wicked ring walk as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something very similar, like a Polynesian thing. So they were awesome. It's just a shame they didn't help them win. Hunt, Pedro, and Tuavisa combined. <laughs> the three of them. Which was, by the way. Team he's... Juggernaut. The three of them together. That was only a five to one treble. We are sponsors William Hill last week. That's what you said. I mean, they were short I was like, odds. Yeah, yeah, they were short odds because, like me, William Hill probably thinking, yep, yeah, fucking sound. A little Aussie treble, not a problem. And the exact opposite happens. Like mm. Justin Willis claims the win of his lifetime against Mark Hunt, basically by surviving three rounds. Um, Shogun, what the fuck? Where did Shogun come no from? Idea. Absolutely unreal. Tyson Pedro beat the shit out of him in the first round, mm-hmm. but then ultimately run out of gas. And then next thing you know, he's fucking collapsing. He can't stand up straight. Mm. And Shogun turns it on, turns back the clock. 
Uh, and then likewise, tied two of Easter in the main event. Looks amazing for the first round. Runs out of gas. JGS Junior DeSantos. Mate, once Junior got on top of him, I was like, mate, if you can't get Junior DeSantos off, off the top of you, you've got no business anyway. This is the problem with these three guys. So certainly Mark Hunt and two of Issa. It's like, when they're standing on their feet, they're dangerous as fuck. But put them on their back and they're like turtles. They just can't get back <laughs> up again. Uh, JDS raining down the, the, uh, the, the ground and pound for the finish in the main event. For me, it was... It was disappointing because, obviously, you wanted Mark Hunt to sign off on his UFC tenure in style. We wanted that big one-punch, one walk-away KO finish. Yeah. Because he's finished now. You know, he's basically said, that's me done in the UFC. I may pop up somewhere else, which basically means he's going to go to Japan and make a few quid fighting nobodies uh, or fighting legends, should I say, uh, <laughs> who are now 50. But Shogun turning back the clock, and now you're like, fucking hell, now Shogun's in the mix for the title shot at light heavyweight. <laughs> Absolutely insane. And tied to a visa, it's like he had so much momentum going in. You know, I'm sitting at home with a beer and my shoe ready to do a shoey. And fucking Junior just climbs on top of him, beats the shit out of him. Mm. Not a great night for us Aussies. but Us still. Aussies? Well, just because yeah. you lived out there for a bit. You're not an Australian. <laughs> Whenever the... Uh... You, you were, mate, you were on the piss for a year. You're not an Australian. <laughs> That's what you did. I feel like a kindred spirit for yeah. the Aussies. I feel like I'm on the same level yeah. as most Aussies, yeah. I like beer, I like barbecue, and I like the sun. So I've always felt like... Who fucking doesn't? Always, Everybody does! I've always felt like I'm part Aussie. And you're, to be fair, to be fair to you, you are you are always, when the weather permits, always in flip-flops, aren't there you? There you go, exactly. You hate wearing your socks. I hate socks. Which is fucking a fucking nightmare socks. because you've got feet like a hobbit, mate. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're all over the gaff, When I say they? I hate socks, I'm not a cunt that wears me jeans three-quarters way up my legs and, yeah. pairs of wear a pair, and a pair of brogues with no socks on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not one of them fellas. Are you not? But six I, months of the do you year, know that I is? like to be in flip-flops. I know a few people that are, actually. Yeah. Although Tyson rocked it well at the weekend, yeah, then pink strides. and He, know, he knows what he's doing. He he's, 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 to be fair, he's, uh, his fashion combos, Tyson's fashion combos, aren't, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to try and emulate his fashion no. style. Well, they don't sell them in, in, uh, in fucking super dry, so you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's been a lot of news in the world of uh, mixed martial arts. A lot of news that we knew that we couldn't necessarily talk about. We kind of alluded to on last week's show regarding uh, MVP and Paul Daly not happening in the UK. Now they've confirmed it. They've uh, they've taken it to Connecticut, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. I know that this tournament, this Grand Prix that they're doing is major, and they obviously want to try and build something to compete with the UFC over in the States. I get that. But you've got two British lads that could do mad numbers yep. here in Great Britain. You could comfortably do the Arena, couldn't you, for this particular event. Feb 16th is when it's going down. Uh, but if you want to see it, one, you're going to have to travel. And two, there isn't a TV deal confirmed yet. So you might have to try and get yourself some uh, dodgy IP address from yeah. the States in order to watch the fight. Well, hopefully the Bellator aren't that fucking stupid that they're not going to get a UK TV deal for You would it. hope that they would sort something out. They've got to somehow get some kind of UK TV or at least streaming service available. But it's just the sickener, isn't it? We've known it for a while, obviously. You know, we've known for a couple of weeks, 100%, yeah. that, uh, that the fight was definitely happening in the US. It was just one of them where you're just dreg- dreading the announcements because you're just like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know, had they built it right, had they sold it right and invested in it and got the advertising behind it, MVP versus Paul Daly has got the potential to be the biggest 
all British MMA fight we've seen. Yeah. Like it could have overtaken everything. Yeah. And that's something. There's real nastiness, real needle between the eight each other. Exactly. You know, Paul Daly's been there, done it, wore the t shirt, absolutely ranked, you know, in, in Bellator, ranked in the top 10 in the welterweight division. MVP is this fucking enigma. You know, he could be the greatest thing since sliced bread or he could be the most well-protected fighter in MMA, fucking British MMA history. We just don't know. Mm. But we're going to find out. So there's so many narratives to play off. They could have been doing radio shows, fucking TV, Fight Disciples, everything. They'd have smashed it. To take it to Con- Connecticut as well, with all due respect, who the fuck lives in Connecticut? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Come on. Some fucking backwater. It's like, what's the point? You got the best all British MMA fight in history, potentially if they sold it right. Absolutely it can do that. And they take it to fucking Connecticut. Connecticut. You're not going then? It's just you're unbelievable. You're not having a way we are sponsors to get us out there. Listen. Or do you only do Vegas? I listen. I'm gonna do Vegas. <laughs> I do, do the big boys. It's it's just a sickener, isn't it? It's a sickener because yeah, it's such a missed opportunity for Bellator. Like, I, I feel like fucking ringing Scott Coker and going, are you fucking stupid? Like, you've, you've signed all these British fighters, you keep raving on about the fact you're going to do a dozen shows in the UK next year, blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. It's bullshit if you take the biggest fight of the year for this market and take it to Connecticut. It's absolute bullshit. Do you know what I like about... Or I, I, I kind of find our meetings on... On normally Monday, but obviously this being a Tuesday, I kind of find our meetings quite therapeutic for you. It's like you're getting yeah, all I your unload. shit out. It's like we've just done the boxing show, which is available if you're if you're a subscriber to this. You'll just hear him ranting for a good twenty minutes about judging. He gets it all out of his system, and now he's it having is. to do at the Bellator franchise. It is. Your wife must love com- you coming here. Get oh, it all out of your system. Exactly. Go knock one out dan- over there. I dance through the fucking house later. That's it. You've got a smile on, have you? That's right. It must have been a nightmare last night with me not being about. Sunshine. Yeah, I was fuming. I was <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bellator, this is the whole point. Like, you're back we, on it. We've beat so on, you're, you're back on them. We've beat on I'm Bellator enough on this show over the years that we've finally seen some positive moves in the this year. Mm. And we're thinking, okay, they're going to fucking try and backdoor the UFC and get the BT Sport deal. They've committed. They're signing a shitload of British fighters. They're talking about loads of British dates. Fuck me, Bellator are going to try and take this market. And then what did he do? They go and set the biggest British fight and stick it in America. Stick it in Connecticut. Mm. Not even MSG. Not even Las Vegas. Not even fucking some big superdome somewhere in Texas. Connecticut. Um, Sage is off to the one championship. We kind of told you that last week. Just yeah. wanted to uh, confirm it because it was all confirmed up. And do you know, like, you're obviously... It's unusual for you to get fight predictions wrong, right? So I, I am going to obviously... Uh, swimming well on it yeah I'm going to swim in it for a bit <laughs> <laughs> so you've had a stinker at the weekend now yeah. if you remember when, do you remember when Ben Askren signed for the UFC and we were talking about potential fights that he could fight yeah yes do you remember the name that I dropped Robbie Lawler do you remember that you did right on the first day I said that's the fucking fight yep what have the UFC done son we've got a made Robbie Lawler oh yes sir and there's people that tweet the fight disciples saying that I'm just the fucking editor <laughs> True story. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> Nick, fuck him if he's in LA. Do the show yourself. He's only going to edit it anyway. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, man. It's the perfect knock, isn't it? It's the, it is the perfect knock, yeah, because, uh, you know, hopefully Robbie has got enough in his juice to be able to keep the fight standing. Uh, and then we'll see uh, We'll see the colour. We'll see the cut of, of uh, Ben Askren's jib. Mm. Um, if he is able to close the distance, if he is able to 
to basically do what Kamaru does when done at the weekend and dry hump the fuck out of him for five rounds, then so be it. But be careful what you wish for. Everyone's going nuts at the moment about Bernie Askren signing for the UFC. No. And I just keep going back to the fact that there's a whole point he wasn't in the UFC anyway. It's because he's boring. He's a leg humper. And hopefully, all that time in one, beating up on little Asian men that had no business being in the octo- in the cage with him, uh, in the ring with him, then that that's maybe made a man of him. But all no. I know is, what? I remember when he signed with one. Mm. And I remember when Dana White in the UFC laughed at the notion of signing him around the same time they were getting rid of people like John Fitch. So what's changed? I don't know. Maybe the viewership's changed. Maybe more people want to see leg humping. I personally don't. I hope Robbie Lawler knocks the fuck <laughs> you really are angry today, aren't you? I hope he gets starched. <laughs> there you go. Um, what was the date, actually? I haven't written the date down of that. Ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler. Um, it's next year, isn't it? I think it's early in the new year, yeah. I believe so. It's not a It's not a main event, is it? I won't be surprised if it is. Is it one of these ESPN cards or is it on that Whitaker Gastelum? I just know that the fight's been made. Yeah, anyway, it's been made. Yeah. I, ap- I apologise for not knowing the actual facts. I've been caught up doing other stuff, hanging out with Denzel and the likes. You know how it is. Um, this weekend, though, let's f- listen. We, we, we've had a boring weekend of UFC fights. Let's be straight. We have. And then there's been a little bit of news knocking about. This is the one that me and you have been building up towards for the best part of our uh, existence. You've obviously got your girl. I've got my girl, right? And this weekend, they settle it. UFC 233, Askren versus Lawler, sorry, January 26th. There you go. Thank you very much for that. Okay. But this weekend, UFC 231, Toronto is the destination. Now, I know that there's better fights. Scores will be settled, my friend. There's a main event of which we are going to get stuck into in a minute because we're excited about that. But for those that have not followed the narrative of the Fight Disciples, basically, Nick has a thing for that absolute horror that is Valentina Shevchenko. Honestly. Get out of town. She's a page turner, lad. She's, what are you talking she's about? She's a page turner. Fucking get her off. Get her. <laughs> That's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. She's tremendo. Main, meanwhile, I've obviously, from day one, told you that I've got a little bit of a thing uh, for the Polish queen that is uh, Johanna Champion, right? Me and her, you know, it's going to happen one day. It is going to happen. But with me championing her, and him championing the bullets, there's always been this needle between us. And it's nice to see that our uh, future wives are actually going to go at it this weekend to settle the score, to see who the best of the best is. Big time. For the flyweight championship belt as well. Well, I'm a little bit upset that my girl is such a massive underdog. I mean, you know, she's a killer. She's been exposed though, hasn't she? Well, only... She's been exposed. Well, listen, she's fought Thug Rose and... Got the shit beaten out of her twice. So, I don't know how how else you want to sugarcoat it. Rose Namajunas put her in a place, exposed her for what she was. This is what happens when you stand up to bullies, son. This is what happens. The bullies don't like it. I hope she fucking nails her at the weekend. I hope she lands on them whiskers and Valentina goes over like a fucking deck chair. That's what I hope, son. Listen, my girl fell short in the weight division above. This is our weight class. This is the bullets weight division, son. She's too big for her, isn't she? She's too big. Valentina's going to be too big for Joanna. But listen, all credit for Joanna. Do you reckon Valentina will have a shave this weekend? Do you reckon she'll look slick? I hope not. No? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Couldn't think of anything worse. I want to see that 
Those little bristles around oh, the belt. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Absolute dirt. When that belt gets wrapped around, when the poster gets made, I want it up on my wall in yeah. the office. Spiders everywhere. I want to see spiders' legs <laughs> everywhere, yeah. That's the appeal. That's half the appeal, some way talking about. It's going to be a cracker. Brooklyn it's going to be 1970s bush. Cracker. <laughs> exactly. Pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a cracker. This is a great card, oh, to be right. honest with you. This entire card's a cracker, obviously. Our boy, don't Jimmy. brush over. Don't brush over. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is she going to spark her? Yes. She's gonna, you think she's going to finish Joanna? Yes, she will absolutely finish Joanna, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jo- listen. Johanna's going to beat her decision. Joanna's obviously, you know, her natural weight division is straw weight. But with Thug Rose dominating the straw weight division with two wins over her, She's got nowhere else to go. You know, she's ultimately fell to the back of the queue in the strawweight division. She's had no choice but to move up to flyweight because of the, two the champion that two she was. 2 champ this weekend. She goes up to try and become a two-weight champion, but she's going to go up. She's going to give natural size advantage away. Yeah, but she'll be quicker. She'll, she won't be as drained because she does drain herself. She will be bang on this weekend, mate. She's going to put a fucking lesson on. She's going to take this kid to school. She won't get nearer. She's going to tap, 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 tap her face off, and then we will have a hand raised at the end of it. I don't think she's going to stop, Valentina, but she will um, do it via a points decision. Okay. I'm pretty sure Valentina's beat the shit out of her before. I don't give a fuck. Don't quote me on that. Back in the Mai Tai days. Back on the streets. (laughs) Back in the days. So, listen, Joanna takes a lot of luggage into this fight with her. And I just think psychologically, so psychologically, <laughs> she's lost already. Valentina, mm. two. Second round. Second round. All right. Um, we'll get to your picks in a minute. Soon as, let's hope that you can do a, a <laughs> lot better. Jesus. Willie Miller buzzing. You're fucking... <laughs> I'm making them a fortune, yeah. Um, Holloway versus Ortega. This is the fight. This is the one that we're... Uh, don't get me wrong. We're buzzing for Valentina, Johanna, but Holloway Ortega has me absolutely constantly on the edge of my seat because Brian Ortega of recent times has been outstanding. He's been putting on masterclasses, knocking dudes out. He looks like a blooming rock star as well. Mm -hmm. I kind of like his vibe. However, on this show, you know for the last three years we've been going crazy for Max Holloway. I think Nick even at one point said that pound for pound, he's the man. Yes. Now he's obviously been injured, he's been ill, whatever. Weird. It's a real weird situation. It's very weird, yeah. But he's back. Now, the big question for me is, is he fully fit? That's the main thing. Yeah. Obviously, the, it's it's such a weird situation. And I think everybody close to the fight this weekend is kind of thinking the same thing as well. You know, it's it's 12 months uh, now since Max beat Jose Aldo in the rematch and, 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 you know, confirmed his reign as champion. But the fight with Ortega fell off last time. Because Max basically got rushed to hospital. He was fucked, you know. We we all seen the video. Even Bisping even called it yeah, called while it. the video was live going, he looks fucked. There's something wrong with him. Like he's just got out of bed. Yeah, he's like repeating himself. He's stammering everywhere. This guy looks a mess. So the fight obviously got cancelled. And then that was back in 226. Um, it got cancelled. He gets taken to hospital. They're doing the only investigations. They don't know what's wrong with him. Got no idea what was wrong with him. He takes like six months off. He comes back this weekend. And I'd seen an interview at the start of this week where Max had said he's hired a private investigator to get to the bottom of what happened six months ago when the fight was originally made, which starts making you go, what? And what the fuck has a private investigator got to do with it? So, Like he was poisoned or something like that? No, it's all very strange. Something wrong going on? 
all very strange, very concerning. Obviously, everyone's eyes this weekend will be on the scales to see as long as Max makes it there safe. Um, there is another featherweight matchup, unsurprisingly, on this card. Yeah. Uh, none of these guys are really capable of stepping into the main slot, don't get me wrong, neither uh, Hakim Dawah or Kyle Bochniak, but obviously they're trying to protect that uh, that fight mm. for one of those guys. Ortega's a big dude, don't get me wrong, but just because Max missed it so much last time, it's got to be a concern. And I don't know whether they'll have a doctor around them or... It's one of them events where I wish I was there to be around Max and his team to kind of get to, get to the bottom of it. what the fuck's going on. Yeah. You know, are they even staying at the same hotel? Are they staying at a different hotel? Are they watching what they're eating? Are they preparing all their own food? Are they preparing all their own drinking only from water they're supplying? Which kind of brings into question, are they investigating UFC? It's all fucking very strange, very cloak and dagger, and it's got to be quite concerning, really, if you're at the centre of it at all, to know what's going on. Plus, if... If Max in the back of his mind is thinking, I've been, I got nobbled last time, and is he taking his eye off the ball? And listen, if he's not at 100% Brian, against Brian Ortega, the, the motherfucker will submit you in a second. You know, mm. he's a killer. <clears throat> so there's so many narratives going into this fight, which makes it absolutely fascinating. But on his day, I truly believe Max Holloway, alongside Bobby Knuckles, pound for pound, my two, I think they're the pound for pound best fighters, technically, mm. on the planet right now. Um, so I think if Max Holloway can turn up and can do what he does, um, I think he wins this fight. But Brian Ortega is an absolute monster of a featherweight. Mm. And I think while we talk about it a lot in this sport, that it means fuck all to have, a, to have an O, it also, you also have that attitude, though, that you cannot be beat. Mm. You know, And uh, I know it's been a long time since Max did lose to Connor. But Brian Ortega is a very confident guy. Uh, you know, he's I like him. Submission expert, like him but knocked out Frankie Edgar in style last time out. Took his head off in the first round. If you haven't seen that knockout, it's very similar to the Ngannou one. He absolutely, absolutely lifted him off his feet, didn't he? And he wins performance bonuses with every fucking fight. Does mm. Brian Ortega? So this is these are the two best featherweights on the planet right now, no question. Um, it's about who can get it done on Saturday and turn it on. Mm. Absolutely fascinating. One of the best UFC cards of the year. It is. There's no question about it. If you go into it, you're in for a right little treat. Um, because our boy Jimmy Manor was hopefully going to be on it yes. if he doesn't pull his hamstring <laughs> yeah. before he gets to the actual octagon. He's taking on Thiago Santos uh, this uh, weekend. Fight eventually happens after it was supposed to happen in Brazil. Mm. It was supposed to happen in Brazil. You can see this. You can see Jimmy talking about this on our YouTube channel. There'll be a video going up there this week. I went to go and see him in South uh, East. Where were we? South West London, uh, for a uh, Wimbledon area for a little bit of a chinwag before he flew back to Sweden. Before then, he cleared off to uh, Toronto for the fight this week. Um, it was supposed to happen in Brazil. He pulled his hamstring. He stepped off the plane, went for a little bit of a run and a bit of a shakedown, pulled his hamstring. So the fight ended up getting pulled off. Uh, so hopefully, uh, he's fit, he's well, he's ready to go. He needs it, mate. He's on a bit of a slide, is Jimmy, at this moment in time. He's never been in this situation before in his mixed martial arts career. He's taking on a guy that is making some massive noise at light heavyweight. But let's be honest, Thiago Santos, he is a super, he's a super middleweight. He's a middleweight. Yeah, yeah. He stepped up mm-hmm. because he there wasn't really opportunities for him at the weight category below. But he's making the most out of this uh, ease of being able to be a light heavyweight. Jimmy's... Bigger than a light heavyweight, he yeah. boils down to get to this particular weight. So you would you would automatically think if he hits the scales on time, um, his natural size, power, and advantage would be with the Brit. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, obviously he's a, he's one he's our boy, and he so never lost two back to back before Jimmy. This would be a third loss back to back. 
I can't see it happening. You know, I think he's going to, it's going to be too big and too powerful for Santos. I think Santos... Santos is on a tear, though, mate. He's, he's, not, he's on an absolute tear. He looked, he looked great last time out against Derek Anders, who stepped in at late, late notice when Jimmy got pulled out the week of the fight. But again, Anders was a middleweight. You know, I think this is the first time he's fight, He's up at light heavy and he's going to be fighting a proper light heavy. And I think Jimmy's got the kind of power of a heavyweight, never mind a light heavyweight. Yeah. So, that left duck is devastating, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, man. I think if he, once he lands on a chin, Tiago will panic then and uh, then he'll realise that he's playing with the big boys. Jimmy needs it, man. This, this light heavyweight division is division's well, getting shaken int- up right now. It so. is. It's interesting because, uh, as, as, he sh- as he says in that YouTube interview, which you can go and watch, he, all, the, all his mates... Are in a, in the mix as well. Yeah. So Alex, obviously, we know he's fighting JJ. JJ on uh, the 29th of December. Mm. Uh, Latifi, he's right up there. So you kind of need Jones to win or move up. Uh, sorry, uh, or Jones to win, or Alex to win and move up. Relinquish all these types of things in order for Jimmy to get himself a shot because that's why he's still in the game, man. He's of still course. dreaming of gold. He wants he wants the opportunity to become the UFC champ. But he's also said as well that he won't fight Gus and he won't fight Latifi. I know they all train together. That's what I mean. So it is literally a race to the title between them. Mm. Um, but then I think Gus realizes a lifetime ambition if he becomes the champion. But I think with Gustafsson, it's more about beating John Jones anyway. Yeah. And I think if John Jones beats Gustafsson, then he moves straight up to heavyweight to f- take on Daniel Cormier before Cormier calls it a day. Mm. Hopefully, that's the fight we want to see. So the belt could become vacant uh, at any moment. So Jimmy's just got to do the business this weekend, keep his name in the frame, because I tell you what, if he loses this one, then he's, uh, he, fought, he slips right out of the top 15. Mm. Do you remember two years ago when we were going crazy for a kid called Mirsa Bektic? Absolutely. Uh, he's on this card this weekend. He's had a little bit of a stop-start couple of years, hasn't he? But he seems to have got himself together uh, a whole lot more now. He's in against the killer, though, this weekend, isn't he, mate? You know what I mean? A geezer that's undefeated. It's a, it's a top fight. I'm, I'm sure that if Mirsa Bektic brings it, he'll come through it. But if, as we've seen, he switches off for a moment in a fight, he could end up on... Uh, uh, on the end of something... Uh, no, it's off. The fight's off? It's off. Yeah. What, is that news just fresh in? It's literally just fresh in. Look at that. Yeah. Why? Because um, Bektic pulled out with an injury, forced out due to an undisclosed injury. Uh, Mike Carlo is not expected to compete in the middle of the of serve as a replacement. So, Bechtic, so Mike Carlo... Um, Mike Carlo is... Actually, going to be the replacement for the main event. Hot news. Off. Hot fingers on the fingers on the pulse. Fingers on the pulse. Yeah. So shame that. Yeah, man. Big Bechtich fan of his. Brilliant. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. He'd like the gaffer. What else is catching your eye then on the card at Toronto? Um, Alex Oliveira against Gunnar Nelson's a brilliant fight at welterweight. Obviously, Gunny is desperate himself to get back in that mix. He was exposed a little bit by Ponza Nibio. Uh, you know, he's lost to Damian Meyer as well now. He needs to put some wins together. Don't forget, a couple of years ago, Gunny was the man. You know, even before Conor emerged, Gunny was the man. Gunny was the one everyone was getting excited about. This guy's going to bring the welterweight title back to Europe. He's the man, mm-hmm. fucking this and that. And um, he's been found out a little bit, you know. He's been uh, exposed. His striking game, obviously incredible black belt on the ground. But um, we were talking a lot about the fact that over the years, we've always talked, we always use Gunny as our representative when we talk about fighters who don't cut weight, you don't have to cut weight, you just fight at their natural weight. Gunny Nelson was one of those guys, but anyone that follows him on social media will know that he has enlisted a strength and conditioning coach for the first time. <laughs> and if you go and look at Gunny's <laughs> fucking uh, social now, he is shredded. He's fucking massive. Really? He's I haven't co- seen him. Because he looks like a different he, dude, man. Mate, he just, he's, he's, 
like a dad, isn't he? Exactly. Now, well, he is a dad. But yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad yeah. bod. That's but what now, going on. Pff, fuck, he is shredded. Wow. He is massive. He's cut to bits. And no doubt he will have to cut some weight to uh, to make 170 this weekend. So that's exciting. He's taking on Alex Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira, who's super entertaining striker. Obviously, it's like all gunny fights, really. If it's on the floor, it's Gunny Nelson. If it's standing up, you you probably side with uh, Oliveira. But I want to see Gunny Nelson 2.0 this weekend. I yeah. want to see the next part of his game because anyone that has been following UFC for a hot minute will know that Gunny is very predictable. You know, yes, he's got that karate point style that he kind of that people like MVP are now making hugely successful in the sport. But Gunny's always been about the one-two take you down, one-two take you down. He's very predictable in his striking game. And we need to see the next level now. We need to see him evolve. We need to see something different from him. Big opportunity. You know, he's high up on this main card on a massive event. We've not seen him forever. Um, That, for me, stands out as one of those moments where if Gunnar Nelson loses this, it could well be him on his way out of the sport, just purely because... Um, you know, back-to-back defeats for the first time in his career. Predictable. We just need to see a bit more from him. You know, this is the first outing of 2018. His first fight in 18 months. We want to see him make a bit of a statement. Mm. And uh, the pressure's on a little bit of feel. So um, I'm excited to see Gunny 2.0, hopefully, this weekend. Um, what else is on there that I like the look of? Eric, Eric Anders, Elias Theodoro down at middleweight. Anders moving back down to middleweight now after losing to Thiago Santos after stepping in for, for Jimmy Manoway. That's a great fight, obviously. Um, Elias would have all the uh, all the Canadian fans cheering him on. Uh, massively popular fighter. Likewise, Oliver Oban Mercier taking on Gilberto Burns. Um, great fight at lightweight. And again, Mercier has the, has the home advantage with the Canadian fans. So quite a lot of a Canadian flavour running right through the card. But obviously, it's all about the top two at the, at the top of the card. It's mm. all about Shevchenko, Jadrizek and Max Holloway Ortega. Again, the two best flyweights, I'll give you that. The two best flyweights in the world for me and the two best ma- male featherweights in the world as well. Doesn't okay. get any better than this. All right, then. Next picks. Last week, you were uh, zero for three. Well done, you. Well, last week, I'll be honest, I want, I, was, I was almost tempted to throw Jake Matthews in there and go for 0 for 4 and 0, but I actually I would have gone 0 for 4. <laughs> <laughs> so... Right, okay then. So bear in mind, William Hill are our uh, sponsors here on yes. uh, Fight Disciples, so go there. They'll give you the best options on round betting if you want to do that. However, with this... Uh, we're just going to go for a straightforward treble, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We'll go for. Well, do you want me to do another treble? Yeah. Okay. Go on then. I'll do. I'll tell you what. I'll do a stoppage treble. Oh, there'll a be big. Stoppage hang on a minute. I need treble. to know how to do that because I've got me thing here because I'm going to try and give people the odds at the same time. All right. I'm okay. going to try and do. Well, let's just go for a treble then, if you want. Uh, method of victory. Is it, okay then. Right. Okay. Then. Just give me the treble, and then people can figure figure out the method of victory when they uh, have heard you say. It. All right. So go on then. Give me the treble. I'm going to go for Manawa. Jimmy Manua by stoppage. I'm gonna, okay, that's for everybody else. Yeah, but Jimmy Manua just to win the fight. Go on, Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina Shevchenko just to win the fight. becomes the women's flyweight champion of the world with a second round stoppage. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna go. What are you doing? What are you doing? <sighs> fucking dying. tempted to go with the main event. I'm gonna go with the main event. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Max Holloway. Okay. Um, so if you were deciding to uh, put that on, so a Jimmy Manua. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, Max Holloway treble, just any type of victory, just yep. for them to have the hand raised at the end, uh, you will get six to one on, on that. So there you go. There's a little bit of value there. But if Brilliant. you're going to go can I, can methods I, of victory, go on. If I'm going to give methods of victory, then this is a slightly different bet. I want to do Brian Ortega by submission. 
No, team. I think Max Holloway on points or Ortega inside the distance. Okay, so hang on a minute. You, the, the fight that you've just called, you've just called three victories, right? Yeah. So stick with those three For and now. give me the method of their victory. <laughs> okay. Clown. Holloway on points. Yes. Shevchenko, second round stoppage. Oh, he's getting precise. You're going to get some serious value here. I know, yeah. And Jimmy Manua, first round knockout. <laughs> According to Billy Hills, you're getting 42 to 1 on those predictions. Yes, baby. There you go. Stick a tenner on. Your Christmas presents are on sync, Nick. First round, Jimmy Manoa. Second round, Shevchenko. Points Holloway. Yes. There you go. There's your three. There's your Christmas spends. That is naughty, isn't it? Incidentally, William Hill sponsor the show. They do not pay me to give you (laughs) enough information. No matter what happened at UFC Adelaide last week with my 0 for 4 prediction. Yeah. These predictions are coming from me. I am not being swayed in any way by William Hill and the colour of their cash. Now then, just a quick one. That's Nick's picks then. That's what we stick with. I'm just going to give you a bit of devil's advocate on this, right? So this is just victories. This is nothing to do with methods of victory. If you're looking for a touch of victory, right? If you're trusting what I'm saying about Johanna Jadrajic, that she's going to pull this off. If you decide to just flip out uh, Valentina Shevchenko and put in Johanna to the picks that Nick has gone with, all right? So that is obviously Jimmy, Max, and now Johanna to vi- uh, to victory. You'll lose your money. You'll get 17 to 1, but you'll probably lose your money, as he's yeah. just said, right? And if you want to do what I think is going to happen, Jimmy, Johanna, Brian Ortega, yeah? Yep. You'll get 20 to 1. There you go. That's from our betting. That's from our betting. Ortega Holloway is the one where you. Uh, that that's that's a that's it's a, a close fight. That's a fifty. Both men on the. That's w- a fifty-fifty. If you get if you can find good odds on Valentina and William Hill would not be beaten on odds, put some money on Valentina. Free money. Free money. You're not getting good odds on the odds. <laughs> Free money because she's odds on, mate. That's yeah. how it's going down. Um, that's um, the uh, sorry the UFC stuff for this week done. Talk to me about Cage Warriors, my man. Uh, because Cage Warriors 100. Sadly, we can't talk Paddy the Baddy. No, unfortunately, Paddy the Baddy's not on the bill, which is obviously massively disappointing. Mm. Um, obviously, big Paddy the Baddy fans, bearing in mind where we uh, record our show. Uh, but it is a massive event. The, the World Bantamweight title is on the line. Jack Shaw against uh, Mike and Deo, which is a cracker, literally the batter. But, but let's be honest, it's a world title fight, but it's who, who's the best Bantamweight in Europe. Uh, absolutely cracking fight. Um, and also Lee versus Truman for the World Featherweight belt as well. Um, it, the Cage Warriors are absolutely smashing it at the moment. I think this show is going out to about 50, 60 countries worldwide on various networks as well. Um, and But both these fights are absolute crackers. As I say, Aiden Lee, Dream Truman, Jack Shaw, Mike Ockendeo, two world title fights at the top of the card. My boy, Nicholas Dalby, fights on this card too. That card, the main card starts at nine o'clock. I like that. I like that. My boy. I like he's that. a boy. He's one of my mates. Um, I'm pretty sure UK that's going out on BT Sport, but I know all over Europe and all over the US, the fight is available. As I say, it's about 50 different Do they not uh, normally stream, broadcasters. Do they not normally stream the undercard online? Well, the, under, the pro prelims, this, let me get, get, this has got the Cage Warriors 100 fight card. Yes. 19 fights. Mate, you're in for a treat. It's 19 If you've fights. got a ticket for this... If you're home to Cardiff, mate, yeah. fucking I'll take a sleeping bag. You're going to be there <laughs> for hours. What time does it kick off? The first fight. The first fight is 3.45. Shit. And the main card doesn't start till 9. Fucking hell. You're I, in for a long I one. remember the days when I was first on the beat, like little fozzies now, and you had to get in the arena for the first fight. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to take a pack lunch. <laughs> you'd be there that long. Corn beef butts. Fucking hell, you'd be starving. Um... 
Yeah, the first fight starts. The amateur card starts at 345. Then they got the Cage Warriors Amateur Grand Prix, which sounds fucking brilliant. Uh, that starts at 415. Uh, the Pro Prelims start at 645, which is streamed live on Cage Warriors' Facebook account. Yeah. That's and then the main doing. card is on BT Sport yeah. 3. And that starts at 9 p.m. But if you can, if you if you if you're tied up and you're bumming around, just make a little note in your phone to watch my boy Tim Barnett, who is in who's been on this show. He's yeah, he been is. on our Radio City Talk show. Mm. He is headlining the pro prelim, so he will be free on Cage Warriors Facebook Live page around 8 20, 8 30 p.m. If you're if you're still with it by then, because you'll have yeah, watched yeah. five hours. That's what I mean. <laughs> if you're only just dipping in, dip in for that bit, catch Tim Barnett before it goes live on BT Sport. Mate. I'm sure Dan will be talking more about that on his on his uh, full reptile Is he show back? on Thursday. Is he back from his uh, back. Australasia slash Asia tour? He's back from being on tour, yeah, yeah. I think he's back anyway, he should yeah. be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Out there representing the full Reptile Collective, weren't he? Absolutely. I have no doubt he'll be in Cardiff uh, this weekend for a little bit of that. So make sure you subscribe because if you've only just come across us, we do obviously have this show, which is catering uh, for mixed martial arts. But Dan Hardy does a full Reptile Radio uh, show, which is out every Thursday morning, more in-depth look and interviews from people around the world connected to the fight sports. Uh, So you can get stuck into that as well via iTunes. Just search for Fight Disciples. It's all on the same feed, all right? FightDisciples.com is our website if you need it on Android and you can get us all over social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. On YouTube, I've said it three times already, but I'll say it for a fourth. And we've done a Jimmy Manoa interview. He, he did this a couple of weeks for us, uh, a couple of weeks ago for us before he uh, obviously set off on his travels to Toronto. So fingers crossed, by the time I upload this, he's actually still on the card because Nick interviewed him uh, pre-Brazil and as we were uploading it, Jimmy was pulled off the card, so therefore we ended up pulling the interview. So hopefully you'll get to see some uh, Jimmy Manuel content this weekend. All right? We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.